Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast today. We'll be learning about EFT or tapping and how health professionals, in particular dietitians, are using it in routine consults. Today I'm, jo- I'm joined by accredited practicing dietitian and certified EFT practitioner Renee Rudika. Welcome Renee. The learning objectives for this podcast will be to gain an understanding of EFT or tapping and the evidence behind it. Secondly, to gain an understanding of its place in health consults and how health professionals are implementing it with their clients today. Thirdly, to gain insight into some feedback being received by clients who are using these techniques with their health professional. And finally, to learn where to access further information to learn more about this technique and pathways to becoming an EFT practitioner yourself. So just a little background about Renee. She's been an accredited practising dietitian for the past 10 years. She's worked in hospital, community health and private practice settings. She's provided nutrition support for a wide scope of conditions such as diabetes, hypertension, hypercholesterolemia and kidney disease. She has also provided nutrition support for eating disorders, malnutrition and weight management. Renee currently consults with clients in a practice setting. So welcome to you, Renee. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Jan. I'm excited to be here and to have a conversation about EFT Um, Just before we dive in, I do want to declare no conflict of interest in doing this podcast. I'm in no way affiliated with promoting or selling courses relating to EFT training, other trainers or practitioners, and I'm not receiving any commission as well. Thanks for that, Renee. Renee, to start with, um, as many of our members may not be aware of EFT or tapping, and I know I certainly wasn't, would you mind going and giving us a, a brief overview of what it is, please? Sure. EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, and it was developed in the 1990s. It has begun to get a lot more attention in recent years Uh, And that's a big part of that reason is because the evidence is continuing to grow. It has been researched in more than 10 countries and the results have been published in more than 20 different peer-reviewed journals. So what EFT is, is it combines elements of exposure and cognitive behavioural therapy and somatic stimulation. It has been referred to as psychological acupuncture or a stress reduction technique. Clinical EFT, it involves using a a two-finger tapping process on certain parts of of your face and on your body, and you pair it with cognitive statements. So EFT, it appears to affect the amygdala, so this is a stress centre in the brain, and the hippocampus, so the memory centre of the brain. And during clinical EFT studies, there has been found to be a reduction of 37% in cortisol levels. The benefits of EFT have been established for phobias, PTSD, anxiety, depression, pain, food cravings, and even increasing immune system markers. It is important to mention that the benefits I am referring to are using clinical EFT. So sometimes tapping does branch out into other forms and people may have their own version of EFT, but this it may they may not be um, including clinical EFT. 
Thank you so much for that, Renee. I was wondering if you'd mind sharing a little bit about your journey in discovering EFT and what's made you want to become a practitioner and use it with your clients. I actually got into EFT completely by accident. Uh, I saw a conference that was being advertised close to home um, on the Gold Coast about five years ago with a presenter I really wanted to see. The conference was called Mind Heart Connect and it featured EFT. I had no interest and hadn't heard of tapping until this point. And after the conference, I was pretty much hooked straight away and went on to complete the EFT practitioner training for health professionals with Peter Stapleton. She's done a lot of research in Australia at Bond University, including a study on EFT and food cravings. Okay. I was wondering if you could give us a bit of an insight into how you use this technique in your own routine consultations with your clients that are coming to see you for dietetic advice and how do you blend your experience in both areas to support the clients? Certainly. I often see clients who have an emotional connection to food. So this might mean that they eat certain comfort, certain comfort foods when they're feeling down, stressed, anxious or bored. The longer I've worked as a dietitian and talked to people about their relationship to food, the more I've come to realise that people, they actually often do know which foods are healthy and which are not so great for them. But what? But it's actually putting what they know into practice that seems to be the challenge. So an example would be a client often grazing on chocolate at night. And in talking to them, they might identify that they actually feel lonely at this time or they could be starting to become anxious about their next day at work. I would tap with that client on the feeling that comes up for them and the food that they are eating. I also sometimes just use tapping so on a food craving for someone. Um, sometimes you don't actually even, that's what the studies have shown, you don't need to go on the emotion. And often what can happen is memories may come up during this process. So an example is a client who would not stop eating biscuits when they'd opened the packet and we used tapping on their craving for the biscuits. During this process, the client remembered that their grandmother would give them biscuits and this was a really comforting memory for them. And part of the reason that they would go for the biscuits is as they were looking for this comfort so as a dietitian, I do use a non-diet approach and I invite, invite clients to incorporate more of an intuitive eating relationship to food and to how they eat. So EFT is great when a client finds they're using food as a way to comfort themselves. Thanks for that, Renee. I can certainly uh, relate to what you're saying. I imagine it's particularly useful to people with diabetes where I guess food anxiety at times, for want of a better word, can be a factor. So thank you so much for, for telling us about that. I was wondering if you could tell us what kind of feedback or response you've had from your clients when you've been using this technique with them. Yeah, sure. There's, there's actually something in the EFT that's called the apex effect. So this means after tapping, clients may not identify how they were feeling before they tapped. So for this reason, in clinical EFT, we use what's called um, a SUDS rating. So that's the subjective units of distress scale. So the client actually rates their food craving or emotion out of 10 prior to tapping and after tapping. 
So after pointing out to clients their reduction in their rating out of 10, they're often surprised and aware of how they are no longer strongly feeling the emotion or have the food craving. And I've had great responses from clients who no longer have the food craving that they once had. Wow. I can see how your clients would find that pretty beneficial. So thank you. Is I'm just wondering, is there anyone you wouldn't use it on or on occasions where it may not be appropriate? Sometimes with EFT, people may find they're not getting the results that they wanted. In this case, there may be an aspect in a problem that needs to be tapped on or that may have been missed. For example, someone might tap on a food craving and still find that their weight hasn't changed. When this is explored further, they may realise that being in a bigger body is a way for them to hide and to feel safe after, an example could be after experiencing abuse, and this would need to be tapped on too. You don't need to believe in EFT for it to work. You may not believe it does work or you may think it's not had any effect on you, but studies have shown you actually still get the same results whether you believe in it or not. And it is, it's not advised actually to use EFT in someone who has a, a diagnosis of schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. That makes sense. Thank you for that. Um, as you mentioned earlier, this technique obviously has is evidence-based and I'm just wondering where you'd recommend our listeners go to read more about tapping and the literature supporting it. Um, I think from, I understand there are a couple of papers that, or, or links that you've mentioned that we can uh, have been or are going to put up on the learning management system. Is that correct? Yes, Jen, that's correct. So Peter Stapleton or Dr. Peter Stapleton is a really, uh, that's a really good place to go to. She has videos and free resources on her website. Um, you can access the studies she's conducted going to the Bond University research page. So that'll be put up on your website, I believe, um, for anybody who's interested to go and refer to. And also you can go to Dawson Church's website. So that's EFT Universe. Thank you so much for that. Uh, now, if our listeners would like to look into or are interested in actually becoming an EFT trained themselves, what advice would you give them and where could they start looking to learn more about becoming certified? The advice I'd give them is to go for it. And Peter Stapleton, she offers one-day training for anyone over the age of 16 who wants to learn how to use it. So that's just more for personal use. There is also... Uh, she also offers a three-day skills training. This is uh, specific for people who are mental health professionals, so that's including psychologists, social workers, counsellors, psychiatrists, physicians, doctors, um, and nurses with a mental health speciality and addiction counsellors. If you are interested in becoming certified, though, I would suggest EFT Universe, uh, Dawson Church's website, and under certification on his website, there's plenty of information about becoming an EFT certified practitioner. And it does include a four day uh, in-person workshop. I believe this is now offered online too. And there are some uh, EFT uni uh, universe trainers in Australia as well. So that's good. Thank you for that. I was just wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing something with us. Uh, do you use EFT techniques in your own life regularly? And if so, what does this look like for you? 
Yes, although honestly, I do at times forget to use it. I do aim to do 10 to 15 minutes of tapping most days. And I will use EFT on anything that may have been a challenge that day. So not just food related, um, but anything that may have been a challenge. And I try to use it in the moment. So this is when it can be really effective. But if that's not possible, I aim to use EFT at night before going to bed. And that's just the time that I found it works best for me. I understand there are other areas apart from diet that tapping can be effective with, aren't there? Um, and I believe you mentioned, Peter, that you mentioned earlier, has uh, also studies on this as well. Yes, absolutely. So EFT can be used on phobia, PTSD, anxiety, depression and pain. And studies have also shown EFT incre increases immune system markers. Fantastic. Well, that's all the questions I've got for you today on, on what I've found is a really interesting area because it's not something I'm particularly familiar with. So thank you for helping me, if not enlightening those that are listening. And thank you for your time. I also wanted to thank the listeners for taking the time to listen to this podcast and to obtain CPD credit for it, please go to the ADA Learning Management System at learning.adea.com.au and complete a feedback or evaluation. So thank you once again, Renee, and until next time, goodbye. Mm -hmm.